Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Alrighty, Warriors, Dolphins, don't forget, grab your Could Be Anything shirt from bloke.shop. Best way to support the platform, plus bloody good shirts. Cannot wait for you to get them. Also, just quickly, there has been a delay uh, because of Chinese New Year, completely out of control. All the shipping containers were delayed. You still should get them before round one, but might be a little bit later. Just wanted to let you know. Uh, now, let's get into it. Warriors v. the Dolphins. I'm trying so hard not to get ahead of myself with the Warriors. Uh but they looked absolutely outstanding. Yes, the score ended up being 34-22. But if I'm being honest, the Warriors dominated most of the game. And I think if I recall correctly, most of the try score for the Dolphins were when the Warriors had pretty much taken off their stars or their main guys. Um, absolutely outstanding for the Warriors. Like, to think, put it this way. If you said before the start of last year that they would have the year they'd have, you, we all could have said... Yeah, the Warriors have always had the talent to have a crazy year. But if you had a said, they'll have the year they had, then they'll come out and be one of the best sides in the trials, you would have said, no way. Like, this, they, you know, they, they have such inconsistency. What good one year, not good the next year. I thought they were outstanding. They look – Sean Johnson does not look like a guy that's, com, you know, complacent or resting on his season last year. They look absolutely stronger in this trials than they did last year, which is a scary prospect for the NRL. Yeah, I sort of had them uh, finishing around about ninth this year. Yeah. I'm very nervous. Yep. Early in the season, obviously, before the season, pre-season. Uh, but I am very nervous based on what I'm seeing so far at the Warriors. They couldn't really tick many more boxes. Literally. So I had them, I think, like six to eighth or something like that, or six to ninth. I'm getting nervous with that, with that prediction. With all the sides that are getting better, with how good rosters are, right now, from what we've seen in regards to... Um, just the trials, the form, systems, uh, young guys coming through, injury-free, essentially. You'd have to say they're probably a top, they're, they're a top four side from what we've seen in the preseason trials right now. 
I mentioned just before with the Newcastle Knights that there, there looked like there was some complacency there and they're waiting for round one. And you can sort of use that as a bit of an excuse. But alternatively, when a team comes out in the preseason that doesn't really mean that much and put on a performance like the Warriors and that attitude is there for a preseason game that doesn't really mean a thing, wow, that's impressive. They, they conceded two tries in the opening 67 minutes. One of them was a Jake Avrilo kick that, like, defensively, you can't do too, too much about. It was just a nice try of a kick. They're outstanding. Yeah. And just, like, the players that were signed last year, they're playing, you know, arguably even better. Like, guy, like a guy like Barnett, hasn't he just gone from strength to strength to yep. strength? He was outstanding. Then you've got Ale, who who was obviously didn't get signed last year, but was a fringy last year, had some good trials, played a bit of footy, but he's been outstanding in the trials. Then Kurt Catewell comes in, hits the ground completely running. Like, so much so that after watching the Broncos trials, and I know that Ricky's injured, so we haven't got to see him yet, and Pia Cora was outstanding. But you go, oh, shit, was that a year early? That was the argument we had with the Capewell and the Broncos situation, was it a year early letting him go? Now, it's a very long season. He's an older player, so you know maybe he kills it, maybe not. But from that trial, you go, ooh, well, you could have really kept a guy like Capewell in our Meanwhile, side. the bloke that he replaced in the starting team in Murata Niakore, who's come on and played, probably spent a lot of his time as a middle this season, could spend time on the edge. I'm not sure which way they'll go, but and he was one of the best on the ground for them. And then last week, Laban, on the edge, yeah. was one of the best on ground. Yeah, they're ticking all these boxes and they're the team probably with the most upside in these young guys. Mm. You know, two of Metcalf, Chanel Harris-DeVita, Tomato Martin are going to miss the team in round one. Craziness. Like, there's a handful of clubs that would give their right arm to have one of those guys. Yeah. Five, eight for them. And I'm still not convinced that, like, Metcalf is the out-and-out front-runner for that sixth role. Like, because I'm a big Tomato Martin fan. Um, but when you look at, like, combinations, he does offer a point of difference that... You know, it's really hard to find that explosive nature through the line. If you can nail it, very hard to defend against it. I love all three of them. Yeah, <laughs> like if you had to, if you had to go one through to three, you could give me any of those lists Stoked. in any order, and I go, yeah, I can yeah. agree with you. Um, I want to talk about my boy Wade Egan. That try that he set up for Barnett was an actual joke. Like a no look out the left side spin pass to Barnett, steaming onto it. So that has to be pre-planned. And what's crazy about it is you could pre-plan that. You still have to execute it. You still have to execute it. And that's just like when you've got guys like Wade Egan and Barnett with confidence like that heading into the season, like those boys wouldn't have had that confidence last year. They were still trying to find their feet. I mean, you could argue they were battling for spots last year um, to a degree. And then to come on to do that in the trial where they're, they're that in sync, they're, they're so in sync, they're doing a play that if you did that play at the end of the year, you would still go, that's incredible timing. They did that in a trial. That's how in sync the trial. We mentioned with the doggies around Reed Marnie and just combinations being a bit clunky because there are a lot of new halves pairings and players coming in. Well, it was the same with the Warriors last season with a lot of new faces coming into that squad. So 12 months further on, they should only be better. And how cohesive did they look? Like everyone was on the exact same page for a trial game. That really happens. Yeah. It was... Uh, like, do we think the Warriors had the best-looking attack in the preseason? Or at least in that, um, on the weekend? Right yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I think it's out-and-out, best-looking mm. attack. Just on Wade Egan as well, uh, they've just signed his brother and brought him over there, Talon Egan, who's oh, really? hooker for uh, SG Ball as well. Can't so. wait for him to beacon. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, not bad. I'll take it. You yeah. take it? Yeah, it's good. It's, it's all good. right. Not bad. Yeah. You could use another cup of tea, though. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, Amy? Uh, good game. We haven't even spoken about Roger yet. Oh, I thought I'd it? leave that. You're going to leave, you leave that for me? Thank you. Well, how, how about some of these numbers? Uh, 17 runs, 196 run metres, 106 post-contact metres. Uh, bit of centre, bit of fullback. We were talking about arousal levels earlier on the show. <laughs> how are the super coach uh, guys feeling over there with uh, Roger? Shit canned him a month ago, and now I'm all over him. Yep. I also was not interested in him super coach wise at centre, and then after those two trials, I'm getting very nervous. I told you, boys, day dot, I said you should get him in super coach, and you didn't want to listen, and now you got egg on your face. Yeah. Now you got egg on your face. But it's all right, you don't have to listen to me. I'm no stranger to having an egg on my face. <laughs> How seamless is his transition back in being, though? Man, yeah, I, will, I will say, I do believe his rugby union stint has helped his defence a yeah. lot. Like, he's already a really good defender. But his timing as a centre in defence, he's outstanding off the bat. Outstanding off the bat. Look at the timing of that. Have a look at him. There he is on the TV screen behind us, if you're watching on YouTube. Looking as snacky as ever. Um, I don't think any of them can see it. No, they can't see it. Oh, they can't see it. Oh, yeah, we don't have a wide angle anymore. Uh, Fair enough. Well, we have a a TV (laughs) behind us that slowly fades through different uh, players and it faded into the... um, Just gesture to him. Just gesture... (laughs) <laughs> there you go There you go Cammy is taking I'm going to post that On my story yeah. And tag bloke Ex- Exclusive <laughs> Exclusive to Hammy's story You're going to see What we're talking about Only hams Get around it <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah RTS And like we talked about You know it, it might seem hyperbolic When we talk often about Big games Big moments And there's certain players That can tip you over the line um, ironically, I was watching the Panthers-Wigan game at the last 20, and I was like, geez, I could really use Stephen Crichton right now. Uh, but that's by the by. Last year, Broncos versus Warriors, the game was in the balance. Uh, Reese Walsh threw a very debatable forward pass, very debatable forward pass. Um, <laughs> but in games like that, when you need a superstar to wrangle back momentum and do something special, RTS can be the difference. Yeah. He is that guy. And so... If they keep trending this way and they get back in that situation against a top-tier side, he might just be that last piece of the puzzle to have the big moment to get him into a grand final. If Chance is out round one, which it sounds like he'll be out for the first few weeks, are you playing him at fullback? Or no, keeping him at centre for center. now. Because I know he can play fullback. Mm. At, at any time in the year, we know he can play fullback. Whereas to a picky, and also we want him playing as much centre as possible, because look how good he is now at centre. Imagine 10 rounds in when he, he's getting his timing right off SJ and his timing right off, whereas Metcalf, Tamate Martin or uh, Harris Tavita. As you said, unless they want him to be the backup to Chand, which it doesn't sound like they will, it'll be Torpiki, mm. you have to pick him at centre. I think so. And also, Torpiki, he's young, he's developing. So let's say he comes out and explodes the way we think he can, because he's been pretty good in both mm. you know, trials and also his debut. So if you don't have him in the side, then you're missing potentially an opportunity to develop one of your, your young fullback that in four, three years, three or four years, is hopefully going to be your long-term fullback. Right, here's another one, though. I think it's fair to say the Warriors are in a premiership window on what we've seen, how good they before, were last year. Before the start of this year, I would have said probably not just because I, I was worried that that was yep. a flash in the pan. After watching the trials, I think that they might be in a premiership window. Yeah. So if they're in a premiership window... If anything happens to Chance, and Chance has missed a lot of games over the year with soft tissue injuries, a lot of hammy niggles, that sort of thing. 
surely RTS is the fullback you want to take you to a potential premiership. I think you've made very valid points, but I'm playing him at fullback. You're playing at fullback? I would, I would give uh, Ali Leotow, I believe it yeah. is. I'd play him at left centre. Mm. See, I think that... I think that with RTS, at any point in the season, you can put him back there and you know he's going to be one of the best fullbacks in the competition. But what if he is one of the best centres in the competition plus uh, to a picky explodes, you know? That's that's the argument I'd have with it. See how to a picky goes. If, if, if obviously chance isn't sweet. I think you're going to get more out of Roger at fullback. And I, mate, this, this Leotel... He's like a beast. Start, I tell, tell you what, Ruth, if, uh, if RTS does it, name for it, round one, boom, in Supercoach. I will bend over in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez <laughs> Louise. <laughs> Gurusters. <laughs> Anything for a buck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe three or more spankings at the heart attack. <laughs> <Holy>. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, what is crazy is what a problem to have for the – Warriors. Yeah, what a ridiculous conversation we're having. Like, like do you play your Dalian medal winning fullback at fullback at if fullback, there's an injury? Or do you put him at centre? Yeah. And also, we're, we're you know, not really talking about the fact that with Chance at fullback, they got to a prelim. So Chance at his best, getting through 220 metres, plus RTS getting through 150, 200. Like, that is a seriously scary backline. But the flip side of that, if you ended up putting RTS back there and Lauatua, how do you, Lauatua, Lauatua, Leotau And he explodes Then you've got one of the most damaging ball running centres In the comp with RTS at the back That's the way I'd be going And on the flip side Our boy Rocco Berry, tremendous He was outstanding How was that line he ran off SJ? Oh, That's only going to get better too The timing Mm. of that So what I found really interesting this Warriors side uh, Jersey 18 was Dylan Walker Do we think he's in their round one or not? Yeah, I thought surely. he was amazing last year. Surely. He will. He's too important. The only way... The balance of yeah, the side. The only way he wouldn't be is if it was like... If they were maybe thinking Harris Tavita at 14 or something. But no, surely. Because even Tavanga was, uh, wasn't in the 17, was he? No, he was. He was, he was yeah. The bench was Lusik, Nekore, Tavanga, Bantiafoa. So Dylan Mork was in Jersey 18. Maybe it's nothing to read into. I just thought it was interesting. Surely you're keeping Dylan Walker as your 14. I would, but yeah. Just trying to get up the... Just another premiership winning centre. They're using it in a different position. You so. <laughs> said premiership window, 19 bucks to win the comp this year. Warriors. Juicy. It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, so Bent Bundy... Oh, Freddie Lussick at 14. Surely he's not going to take... Surely Lussick's not going to be the 14. As in, unless... Wouldn't be my 14, but... Unless that he's genuinely going down the route of I want two specialist hookers in the side. They've got, they've got Jazz there. Like surely Jazz is the one that spells Wade Egan, gives him fifteen minutes off. Maybe he was trying to give Freddie Lustig an opportunity. Yeah, because he wasn't Freddie wasn't bad. He was actually pretty good, especially the week before as well. Yeah, that's the only reason why I ask because it's full strength all the rest of it. Um, so yeah, interesting one there. Maybe maybe he is really leaning towards out and out two hookers because you look at Freddie. Because um, I, I agree with you, Jazz can. Play, I hate when Jazz plays nine. I, I want I him thirteen middle forward. Yeah, I'd <clears throat> so do I. But yeah. I'm happy for him to play there for fifteen. Yeah, gets Walker into the yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. But you look at this though. Um, Freddie Lusick, twenty nine tackles, zero misses. Mm. Like that's uh, you know we always look focus on attack, but mm. if you can bring on a bloke that can just get through work and miss zero tackles, that's a pretty bloody good. You smash their preseason two Lusick. Yeah. Have a look at this. Tohu Harris, forty two tackles, zero missed in a trial. 
Like, are you serious, bro? Honestly, can be. I'm not impressed or surprised because that's just – he just does it every week. He's a maniac. Here's another one for you. 3,000 tackles, zero misses. Does that impress you? Not for Joe Harris. No. <laughs> God damn, hard man to impress. Um, yeah, that, that really is who he is, though. Like, that's – he just does that. That's, yeah. that's what he does. Beast. Um, another – like, Adam Fenor Blake – 182 meters, 77 post contact, four tackle breaks, 24 tackles, zero misses, zero errors. Jeez, he's been punching out eight and a half out of ten, nine out of ten. What do you reckon? Three years now? Like, yeah. when's a game in the last three years where you saw Adenor Blake had a six out of ten? I can't really remember. Happen, yeah. It really doesn't happen. For a guy when he came through, you know, could be a little bit inconsistent. It is pretty incredible how much he's grown as a footy player where he can just deliver, deliver, deliver. Guru doesn't rate him, but that's another story, isn't it? <laughs> Not a fan, eh? Finn Williams, he's back in the seat. <laughs> um, I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Mitch Barnett, outstanding. Uh, Jackson Ford uh, was decent, got through a bunch of work. I think, didn't he drop a couple balls though? Yeah, I think he dropped his uh, first carry that he had. Uh, he has got errors in him, Jackson Ford, but my God, he runs a mean line. Just with, the thing is with Jackson Ford, and he would be my starting 11, but with this much pressure for that edge back row spot, you've got to clean that out of your game. Now, obviously it can happen every now and then. Errors happen in rugby league, but you just got to make sure that's not a constant thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Curdy Kate, well, I, I was genuinely surprised at how quickly he just went, boom. Yeah. Just seamless. like seamlessly impacted the game. Did exactly what he did at the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, you look at his stats and you might go, oh, statistically – you know, not that crazy. But when you actually watch what he does, it's it's actually a Broncos yeah. may have hindered him. <laughs> oh. He looked great <laughs> for the Warriors. Oh. Kurt Cable's never been a stats guy, though. Yeah. It never tells a story with Cable. Yeah, no, he's he, usually his stuff is all intangible. Like, it would, basically, you have to watch it to see what he does. Mm, yeah. You can't measure all the things that he does. Because, um, like, ironically, like, he's in our team of the week, but you compare his stats to Jackson Forwards, Jackson Forwards is substantially better, 129 metres compared to 49 for Catewell, um, you know, 28 tackles, only one miss for Ford, 35 tackles, only two miss for Catewell. But Catewell's impact, he could just big, yep. big impact. Um, look, from the information we have with this squad, they're a red-hot chance this year, mm. a red-hot chance. Uh, if I was to redo our predictions before, after these, like after these trials, I probably would change my um, prediction. But we can't do that. Uh, and what would you change? Put him in top four. I would, at, at the very least, they would definitely be in my top eight if after these trials. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Because, um, like, you look at that, their attack, their defence, compared to some of these other sides over the trials, like, night and day. Like, yep. night and day. And, you know, you could give that mob three injuries. And the guys in the extended squad are unreal. <coughs> like, Martin and Corey can cover half your spots in your squad, as can Dylan Walker. They're in a very good spot. Yeah. And also best, probably best young forwards in the end centre in the yep. comp right now. Uh, now to the Dolphins. Um, oh, I'm, not, I'm not too negative uh, because what, what, I guess what I was surprised at was there were a few positional selections that I was like, oh, shit. Um, now, is that because Bennett is not really – didn't take it like he was giving people opportunity? Um, I'm not sure. I will say – little bit disappointing uh, for the Dolphins. I love their fight in the end. I'm not concerned for them as a team. I think that they'll be better than last year. 
uh, obviously recruited well, all that kind of stuff. I will say, though, when looking at the other sixes and sevens um, in the trials, my biggest concern is, are there, is their six and seven going to develop quick enough to get them into the eight this season and not next season? Yeah, I think it's a fair question. I just think on this trial as well, <clears throat> Wayne, you know, obviously notorious for getting guys up for contests. Wayne also notorious for not giving a fuck about trials. <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't look too far into this. The biggest heartbreak out of this, I'm sure we'll talk about himself, was Tom, Tom Gilbert, oh, which is just a disaster. Yeah. Genuinely, like, the Dolphins deserve, you know, we all sat here a year ago, no marquee player, all this shit. Like, they'd identified one of the best forwards in rugby league before anyone else had, really. <clears throat> um, and since then... He's now got two season-ending injuries, one before the next season even started. Um, very cruel. But, yeah, form-wise at this side, I don't put much into it. I agree with you on the halves, though. Mm. That is going to be the big question mark. Um, and where Nikarima fits into this as well, the beauty of it is that you have got him you can <clears> lean on. But, I mean, if you've started with Isaiah Cartoa, you sort of – you want to give him time, don't you? Yeah, I'm unless, unless – Isaiah Katoa. Hey? I'm persistent with him at five yeah. eight. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's got one of the best, or he is one of the best young halves in the game. He hasn't looked, you know, out of place at any stage yeah. in his career yet. Yeah. He's only getting older. He's only putting on more size. I'd definitely be persisting with him. I agree. I agree. Which was a bit <clears throat> strange that even when someone got injured, yep. Donahue came on. And funnily enough, I thought Donahue was one of their better players. He's looked unreal. In every time I've seen him, pretty much since the end of last season when he played, um, you know, internationals and stuff, he was great. I think when he debuted last year, they played him at nine a little bit, and mm. I thought he looked very uncomfortable. I didn't know too much about him before then, but sort of thought, fuck, I don't know if he is a hooker. Seeing him at 5'8", that's what he is. Like, both games, he's been one of the best on field for the Dolphins. Yeah. In my it opinion. all makes sense why he looks so uncomfortable at hooker. <laughs> yeah. Sean O'Sullivan, Bailey's HIA, hopefully good for round one, we'd assume so. Um I, I hate to always be the guy that we get these like Ferraris and I go, I need more work out of you. I need more work out of you. But I think Hamiso, they need him. They absolutely need him to have more than eight runs for 51 metres. Eight runs. That like in origin, you can afford to be the centre that just has the big moments. Mm. We know how good he is. Like unbelievable in defence and attack. But in this side... Mate, you need minimum 15 to 20. I'd honestly be hoping 20 each game. That would be the goal, 20 runs. He's a classic that I look at, though, and I come back to again, and I'm like, I just think Wayne will have him up for when it matters. I hope so, but he has had a tendency to be quiet even at fullback. I mean, there was a period there where he was playing centre instead of fullback, and Nicolima mm-hmm. was at fullback. I, I, just want, I just want to see him with his hands on the ball far more often because hands on the ball, Hamiso is genuinely top-tier like a top 10 player in the NRL. Like yeah. He's shown in origin he can take it to anyone, doesn't matter how good they are. Something I haven't really thought about until now, but obviously Hamiso, like he came off the bench and stuff for the Cowboys a couple of years ago. Last year, like played just about every single game in different positions, played origin, then went and played for the Kangaroos. Be interesting to see how he comes back from that season because he's never done more work than what he did last year. Mm. Yeah, true. Like it was, a, it was a huge year for him. Huge Massive year. calendar year from yep. where he's come in the past. <clears throat> so I just... I don't necessarily need him taking shit hit-ups, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I just want him busy around the ruck. Like he, he, Him with the ball in his hand 20 times, 
you can almost guarantee at least one line break. That's how good he is. Yeah, I was just double-checking. The, the two tries in the 67 minutes the Dolphins scored, they are both off kicks. The other one was the bow stop coming across and taking it high. So to not really crack them for 67 minutes, it's a massive credit to the Warriors. Mm. It's a bit of a concern for the Dolphins. With a guy like Camiso is genuinely, yeah. you know, try scoring, unbe- can do unbelievable things. But even just playing like a very – playing Cody Nicarima at 5'8", it's a very aggressive, very attacking mindset and move. Mm. And to have no real points there, it's – It is also tough when you're – Lose your halfback to a HIA, you lose Tom Gilbert. Like a lot of things didn't go their way, seemingly going up against a very good New Zealand side over there as well. So, see, that's where I'm okay with. Let's say he doesn't have a try assist or a try or whatever, but he's got 15 runs. I go, all right, sweet. Mm. But it's when you, you look at it and you go, like six, seven runs, it's like, yeah, fair. Oh, you're on a big contract. They just need his hands on the ball more. Now, maybe he's been told by Wayne to be more of the Ferrari than, you know, whatever, the Volvo. Um, but I don't know. I just I just want his hands on the ball more because he is genuinely a superstar, out and out superstar. Uh, outside of that, uh, Flegler seems really really keen um, to be in. The, like you know, he seems like he's taking another step towards wanting to be the leader of the pack. Um, had some good moments. Thought it was really interesting, and obviously we can't see it here uh, on NRL.com because they don't put the minutes there. But I'm pretty sure Flegler and Jesse Bromwich they played the entire first half. Yeah, they yeah, it was a big stint. Yeah. And I think like Wayne Bennett sees uh, trials more as like fitness. Yep. Then, so he'll like blow blokes out for like massive minutes just to get them feeling like when they do end up playing round one, that 20, 30 minute stint isn't really that much. Yep. Um, so yeah, it, the result is not an issue for me. It's more just probably the halves at the moment. When I, when I lo- look at those halves at where they're at at their careers, you know, Sean O'Sullivan, yes, he's a bit older, but he doesn't have much NRL experience. Yep. So he's still going to be learning. And then I obviously look at Toa. He is absolutely learning. One of the best young sevens and sixes in the comp or sevens. And then I compare them to the other halves pairings that will be in the top eight. Are they there just yet? Maybe not. Could they be there next year? I think they could. That's going to be the challenge, I think. And I think that comes back to, once again, if you're going to run with a halves pairing like that, you need your pack to be really dominant. They've got an unbelievable pack, but losing Tom Gilbert. Oh. It's a tough game. Devastating for the big fella, seriously. Legend of a bloke, too. Um, thoughts on Avrilo starting? Uh, I've got no idea what Wayne's going to do here. Yeah. I really don't. Jeez, he's throwing a spanner in the work, hasn't he? He, he hates trolls. He, he's, he's out here to screw with us. Which is weird because all the mail I'd been getting out of, and this maybe doesn't prove it's true, but all the mail I'd been getting out of the Dolphins was this was almost a different Wayne. He'd, he'd been like riding the boys in preseason of strong start, strong start, strong start. Um, maybe that maybe I'm just hearing bad you know information, mm. but you know in saying that you can you can ride the boys in preseason and still not care about the trials. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, mate, I thought um, Jeremy Marshall King, who I'm very high on this year, I thought he was a little bit quiet in this one. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, do Wayne Bennett's teams notoriously trial poorly? I would love to have a stat on that. Random stats guy. Yeah. Reach out. I, I, that would be my vibe. That would actually be a really good stat to find out is, like, how the, the super coaches trial because then you'll get a better reading on, you know, Go forward. Hamik, what do you think of Dolphins, mate? Yeah, well, you mentioned, uh, I was just going to say about uh, Hamiso. Um, maybe maybe he was deliberately keeping a little bit quiet to, just to get through a game, get a bit of – you spoke about it with uh, Crichton as well, just run around, get out there, get all that happening. Um, 
because you're right, eight runs not great, but uh, I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much particularly into that one. I was just I don't have much to say about the Dolphins really. Just really impressed with the Warriors in it, and um, yeah, we basically covered off on them. Yep. So I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. If the Dolphins make the eight this year, I still think it's an incredible uh, achievement. I really do. Um, at the moment, I probably don't have them in my eight, even after the trial form. Like their first trial with their younger fellows was outstanding, but... I mean, to be honest, it's like typical results of a developing club where they've got really good junior base that, you know, can beat most reserve grade sides, but that first grade side is just going to take a little bit longer to gel together to potentially... The positives, the difference heading into this year is not only have they signed Herbie and Thomas Flegler and obviously Avrilo, but the depth compared to last year, it's literally night and day. Like, when, when a few people get injured... Last year, you're going, holy shit, who comes in? Whereas, like, for example, let's say, and touch wood, Katoa, hopefully it doesn't go down, but let's say he gets a little injury. Donahue, I want to see him in first grade. I, I think I'd, I'd be very excited to. Whereas last year, I didn't even know, you know, what he, if he, I didn't know he played footy. But did he play footy last year, Donahue? Sure he did. Careful. <laughs> um, but for me, right now, player of the preseason trial for the Dolphins is actually Donahue. I think he's been outstanding. He really excites me. Yeah, he's been really good. Very impressive. Um, I think Tessie New's been really good, mate. I'm like, s- I am. I want him to get a starting spot. I've been one. such a fan of Tessie New since he was at the Broncos, and I just love the way he plays. Like he's just a battler. He tr- every run, it seems like he's his last run. Like. Yeah, I'm a big. I, th- I think he's done enough to jag that spot. Surely, I think the man outside him too, Jack Bostock, I'd have been the first to tell you in the preseason that he wasn't ready for consistent first grade. I think he is. I think the try that he scored was a real indication of why he had the front run to the wing spot, because I think Wayne saw him as an asset. Okay, Sarko, yes, Sarko's you know, you know, can jump high, but having a big, tall body on the wing like that, yeah, you know, that's that can sometimes be. Six points a game. Yeah. 16 runs, 140 metres as yeah. well. Very solid. Hoping for a big year from Canelli Lemuelu. He, um, I thought he was all right. I, I thought he had some good signs yeah. on the weekend, some really promising, some damaging runs. And with the Gilbert injury, depending on what they want to do with Kenny Bromwich, but could open up that starting spot for Lemuelu again because they could go Bromwich to the 13 now, uh, opening up the edge. So I think that makes the most I sense. I think so. Yeah. Man, where's that nice food smell coming from? It's killing me. <laughs> Also, can you smell that? I'll be honest with you, no. Really? I'm getting a little bit of it, but getting a little, man, don't look at me. Well, it's a fucking plus 10 smell on my beak. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I feel sorry for you guys. <laughs> That's tomorrow's lunch, mate. It's, <laughs> like, it's like people that can see leading the blind right now. Um, <laughs> but the smell. <laughs> what, what can you smell? Um, what have they got next door? I don't know. It smells good, though. It's like spider senses, but for beaks. Um, <laughs> good food is around. <laughs> Also, I can smell a lot. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.